Welcome to the Adorned Women Podcast. Our goal is to inspire you with new stories each week featuring women of faith from all over the world, both past and present, and we want to introduce you to them. Through weekly discussions with each sister in Christ, we hope to give you a glimpse into who they are and how their lives have been transformed by the gospel. We are all in this journey together, so let's be inspired together. Hello, Adorned Women. I'm your host, Michaela, and I'm here with my co-host, Alicia, and we are so excited for you to meet our first ever guest on the show, Carolee Wise. We wanted to start off with someone who was close to home for us, and Carolee turned out to be a perfect fit. Even though Alicia and I just met her a few weeks ago, she has been a family friend to our in-laws for almost two decades. She has so many stories to tell and so much wisdom to offer, and we cannot wait to let her share with you today. Yes, but before we get into the really good stuff, Carolee, we wanted to give our listeners a chance to get to know a little bit about you. So, I mean, our goal with this podcast is to introduce our listeners to a new friend each week. So, here's what I'm wondering, because Michaela and I did our introduction last week, and we shared some fun facts about ourselves. So, we're curious to know, what are three fun facts about you? Well, thank you, girls. Um, I'd say some fun facts about me are that I love balloons. <laughs> I love balloons of all kinds, hot air balloons and birthday and celebratory balloons. And um, that's why my email is balloon girl for life. <laughs> Another fun fact about myself is that I'm a beach girl. I love the beach. I love the ocean. I love waves. I love everything about God's beautiful oceans and beach. And a third one I'd say is that I'm a worship fan. And I love to worship God. And I love to sing praises to the Most High. So even though I don't have a very good voice, <laughs> With you there. I like to sing his praises. We love that so much. That is so I've I've never heard anyone that loves balloons huh? like you do. So I think that is so sweet. I do. I just think they're fun yeah. to put all over the house and <laughs> I'm kind of toying with the idea that my husband's turning 75 in May. 75 balloons. I'm thinking of it, girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> I remember once uh, for my birthday I in college, some of my roommates blew up a bunch of balloons and put them all over the floor. Um, I'm wondering, has anybody ever done that for you? No, but that's a good idea. Maybe you could do that for my 75th. <laughs> a few more years. <laughs> or in a car. I've okay. heard putting in a car as well. So That's fun. Sounds a little dangerous. <laughs> the next thing we wanted to do to help our listeners get to know you a little bit is um, we just need to get some context for who you are. So pretend for this section that we're writing a little biography for you. And um, we're going to start with when you grew up and where you live now. All right. I was born in Kansas, and I lived there when I was a little baby. And then I moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So I lived there until I was seven. And then my family moved to Denver, Colorado. So I've been a Denver, Colorado girl, mountain girl, no ocean girl <laughs> for most of my life. I went to college in Kansas and then I taught school in New Mexico. But that 
that's a treat then when you get to go see the ocean because you don't get to see it very often. Yes, yes. Then the next question I have is, can you tell us a little bit about your family? Well, I met my husband on a lake and a boat. So I guess I was nearing the ocean. (laughs) And we had kind of a whirlwind romance. And he proposed like three months later. And then we got married five months after that. Had two boys very close together. Now those sons are married. I have daughters in hearts. That's what I call them. I don't like daughters-in-law. I call them daughters-in-heart. And um, I have four grandchildren. Oh, I love that. How long have you been married? 47 years. Tomorrow is the anniversary of when he proposed. Oh, that's so fun. A Christmas proposal. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... We would also love to hear just a little bit about um, how long you've been following Christ and just a little bit of your testimony in coming to know him. Well, I was raised a Catholic, and I went to Catholic schools most of my life. Um, But in college, I kind of had my wayward years and just drifting away from anything that was good for me. (laughs) And... uh, But then um, I had a friend who was in a church that really believed in the Bible and so, and studying the Bible, Old and New Testament. So I thought, well, that's probably a good idea. (laughs) And so I started reading the Bible and um, gave my life to Christ um, 47 years ago, which I was so happy to give my life to Christ before I was married. Yeah. So that that was my decision separate from my husband. And um, and so I've been walking with Jesus since March 9th, 1974. Oh, I, that's so sweet. Yeah, wow, that's a long time. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, what, what are you most thankful for out of, out of all those years of following Christ? What are you most thankful for about that relationship? Hmm. That's a beautiful question, and we could talk about that for a long, long time because I know your listeners agree that there's so much to be thankful for. Mm. I'm really thankful that he yanked me out of the world and the world's ways that seem to glimmer and shout for our attention, and but they don't ever satisfy the hole in your soul. And so I, I guess I'm most thankful that I can be new. I can be brand new with mm. Jesus and that we don't have to be perfect, but uh, when we sin, he, he washes it clean again and you're brand new that day, that hour. Yeah. His mercies are new every morning. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. That's awesome. Well, we're going to take a little um, time to pray here before we get deeper into conversation with you. Um, we'd love to kind of get into your story. And Michaela and I have heard a little bit about it already, but we cannot wait to share it with our listeners. Um, But before we do that, let me just say a quick prayer for us. God, thank you for this chance to connect and learn from Carolee. I ask that you would speak through her and guide her as she shares some of her story here today. And I pray that you would work in the heart of each person who hears it, all for your glory. Mm. We love you, Lord. Amen. 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 All right, Carolee, 
we have really enjoyed getting to know you and something that really encouraged me that um I'd love our followers or our listeners to hear a little bit about is how you've dedicated this year to memorizing verses that related to the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. It's been a really interesting year for me. My friend and I decided um, a couple of years ago to memorize two verses per month. So at the end of the year, we would have 24. And in 2019, we did Love Club. So all 24 verses were from First John. But this year, we wanted to focus on the Holy Spirit. So we, she's a a real techie person, and she could pull up all the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, and that was way, way, way too many. So we just narrowed it down to the New Testament. And so Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, all of, we, we just kept every month, every month, every month. Well, that has really personally opened up my mind and my heart to the Holy Spirit as being our helper and uh, very much involved in our lives, which sometimes I think we just think the Holy Spirit is a power or, a, um, you know, we don't realize that he is a third member yeah. of the triune God. And so he should not be n- neglected. He should not be the, the backseat of anything. Mm-hmm. And so it was wonderful to be memorizing all these verses um, and we just, and on the 15th of the month, we would get our next verse. And so I just got my last oh. verse. And so, um, it's just been very helpful to me. Yeah. Wow. Um, what is one verse that you just really have clung to about the Holy Spirit? About the Holy Spirit? Oh, there's so many. Um, I'd say... One of my favorite, oh boy, that is so tough. But anyway, Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for the saints. Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is our helper. (laughs) Yeah, I love what you were saying there, and I love that... um, that you've dedicated so much focus to the Holy Spirit, but you know, we just we just talked about how long you've been following Christ. So um, surely this isn't the first time you've looked into the Holy Spirit, right? It's the first time I've looked into the Holy Spirit so deeply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always knew the Holy Spirit. I always knew He was powerful. Uh, in John, um, Jesus said, "I'll send you a Comforter." Um, uh, He will guide you into all truth. So, yes, Alicia, he has to have been with me all those times. But I heard a quote once that said, the more you see, the more you'll see. (laughs) And so that's how I feel in the past years, um, just seeing more of the Holy Spirit show up. Yeah, and just through your memorization and learning so much about who he is I'm sure you're able to look back at your life and see there that is where the Holy Spirit was he was so present in that moment it's a sweet sweet thing yeah do you mind sharing some of those moments with us I think we'd I'd love to hear them and I'm sure our listeners would love to hear about how he's shown up in your life well it was the year was uh 2001 and uh, I 
I started realizing that the Holy Spirit was guiding my 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 body, guiding my um, being at a certain place at a certain time. And I thought to myself, well, that's kind of interesting, but you know, coincidence, coincidence, coincidence. Mm -hmm. And so, like, but then I thought, well, maybe that's not coincidence because, like, if I had left the house five minutes earlier. I wouldn't have been at the post office at the time that there was this person there that maybe God wanted me to minister to or help. And so I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to start writing these down <laughs> in a book. So the first one I have from way back in April of 2001 was that I met some very, very dear friends at the airport. They were leaving. Well, if you know how busy DIA Airport is, for me to see friends, that was kind of interesting. Or I would see, um, I was a substitute teacher, so I would run into children, and I thought maybe God had, you know, something in store for me there. Um, I have, over the years now, I was telling these lovely ladies, I'm up to 840 God appointments. Mm just every year and at the end of the year like 219 I had 51 and then you go to 220 and I had 41 and then so every, I just try to keep track of an average for the past 20 years of how many couple every month or maybe you go a whole month and there isn't one but I'd like to encourage your listeners to really be on the lookout yeah then just to give you guys a little bit of a picture right now, Carolee brought in her her notebook with her. So she has this notebook full of all of these writings of these divine appointments, these God appointments. Um, that And she has been faithfully keeping track of all of these ways that the Lord has worked in her life. And we are just looking at this notebook that's full of these things that God has done in her life and has been so faithful to her. Um, so that is really sweet. That's definitely something that... I've never thought of doing, keeping track of, um, but I know that we are so prone to forget. Very, very true. And you, especially the older you get, you can't remember last week, mm. let alone um, months and years ago. So yeah. yes, I would encourage everyone because it's very special to just to go back and, and see. It's kind of the, your daily life. Oh, you were at King Supers and you saw so-and-so or you were here and, and you saw so-and-so. So, yeah. And I believe with all my heart that God must, it, the Bible says he directs our paths. Mm -hmm. So if he's directing that person's path and he's directing my path, and like I said, I didn't leave the house until 10 minutes after, or maybe yeah. I was late, but there was a reason for all of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that really blows my mind, and um, it's crazy that you, you're so attuned to see it, that you see it in such something so small as, you know, I just left a little bit late, but this is the difference it made. Um, now, I know that you have those moments, but there are also times when, um, you know, and I think we all have these experiences where you are <laughs> in something big, mm -hmm. and you really see God come through in that. Um, I'm curious to know in your life, um, what kind of what kind of big things has God really helped you through through the Holy Spirit? Well, the biggest thing in my life was in two thousand and seven, when um, like you can 
you might forget what you did last week, but you don't forget what happened on August 2nd, mm -hmm. 2007. My husband was in a serious car accident and uh, was airlifted to the hospital. And he, um, they didn't know, did he have a seizure? Did he have a stroke? Did he have, uh, what, what happened? It was in the morning. Um, so he um, had a traumatic brain injury. And from that moment on, my life changed. Um, they, he was, uh, after the hospital, he went to Craig Hospital, which is a famous um, rehabilitation hospital in Denver, Colorado for brain injured people or spinal cord people. And uh, he was there for uh, three months. And then he came home and he had therapists that came to the home and he, he could still walk, he could still talk, he could still live. They didn't think that he should probably go back to his job. So we both retired and um, began our new normal. Um, and that's when I knew that the helper, the helper had to start showing up because my husband has been on the past 14 years, it'll be 15 years this summer, um, just a slow, steady decline. Um, thankfully, praise God Almighty, he, he can still do many, 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 many things, but his, um, his short-term memory is fading, he forgets things, he needs to ask me things, and um, I think that's when my faith was tested, like, you know, yeah. what's this all about? And that was just one of those moments that you're able to look back and maybe at the time it was hard to really see what God was doing or what it probably didn't feel like the Holy Spirit was present in those moments. But to look back at that, are you able to just know that God, he really was there, that the Holy Spirit was, was very present in that moment, even though you didn't feel it? Yes. Um, it started kind of slowly because I think I was in shock. Yeah. And trying to be positive for my husband and my family, our adult children and grandkids, and, and trying to be uh, a Christian woman, love, joy, peace, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, but then I started seeing that the Holy Spirit was really literally helping me. Mm. And that's when I started focusing on the Holy Spirit. Hey, he really, truly is a helper. For example, my husband would lose his keys. And we'd look everywhere. And then I'd find the keys in his shoe. <laughs> or uh, the credit card. The credit card. Where could that credit card have gone? And it had slipped down in between the car seat. Mm. And so I thought, you know what? Uh, I had a flat tire once. My brother was like 10 minutes away and came and helped me. The Holy Spirit started to show me that even though my husband could not help me or do the things that he always did before, which mm -hmm. is a loss, yeah. that the Holy Spirit was going to help me. Yeah. So I started a Holy Spirit helper book. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't have 800. But I'm up to 146, and actually, these Cardi girls, 
are number 146 because I was visiting with Alicia, uh, Becky and Caden came in. Becky is Alicia and Michaela's mother-in-law and Caden is their brother-in-law. And so only the Holy Spirit, that's kind of like a God appointment and a helper because they encouraged me and that's just what the Holy Spirit does. Yes. Yep. Yep. And I think that that honestly gets us into a little bit into the topic of mentoring because you're her mentor, right? Yes. In 2004, I, I, I need to ask Rebecca how um, she got the idea. Uh, maybe it was a sermon. Maybe she read an article. But I had two sons who were uh, 10, 15 years older than her sons. And so I think she just thought she had young little boys and she thought that you know maybe uh, I need a Christian woman and who has sons and might understand um, her world so uh, I became her mentor and uh, what a ride that has been for 15 years it was it was one of the greatest gifts God's ever given me is mentoring oh I, I, that's something I definitely am very passionate about. Um, older women are just the ones that have poured into me and shaped who I am. <laughs> if you don't have an older woman in your life, go find one Ooh. because that is just one of the biggest, um, blessings that the Lord can give younger women. Um, and even Titus too, is that kind of that mandate for women's ministry that older women are to be pouring into younger women and yes. teaching them to, to live, um, in a way that glorifies God. So, yeah, I mean, that's what we're all about with Adorned Women, and that's what we want to encourage. So um, I think we would love to hear a little bit about your experiences mentoring. Obviously, you've been through a lot in your life, and I know we've only touched on maybe one side of it, but you have so much experience and so much experience pouring into others. Um, so can you share a little bit about what that experience of mentoring has been like for you? Yes, I think that... Um, it's a, it's a prayerful responsibility. Mm. And I hope that people realize that you could be in your 20s and you're mentoring a 14-year-old. Yes. Or you could be in your 20s and you are being mentored mm. by a 40-year-old or a 60-year-old. So that's how God wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. And because... You know, women understand women things, and and so I, I a couple years after Rebecca asked me to be her mentor, um, a young, very young, 22-year-old girl asked me if I would be your mentor because she was mentoring a youth for Christ troubled teenager, mm. and so that gave her the idea. Well, <laughs> I'm mentoring somebody. Hey, I I need a mentor, yeah. and so. For seven years, she was a newlywed. She could not conceive a baby. Mm. And so you were asking about what experiences. Well, I think you don't need any special qualifications to be a mentor because um, I could find a mentor that was uh, 80 years old. Right. And we, um, but you just need someone to do life with. And um, so going through those seven years with her, were, was was challenging, was difficult because you want to uphold God's word, but you also want to encourage and in, in the right ways. Yeah. 
Well, I'm here to say that she has just in the process of finalizing the third adoptive child wow. in their little family life. Wow. So that mentoring seven years of young newlywed and now uh, eight-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. And that's kind of interesting for me, you know, to be involved in her life still. Yeah, and you're able to mentor her while you maybe never even experienced that. Like the Lord still used you to impact her even though you didn't necessarily know what she was going through. That's that's very true. And that just shows again that the Holy Spirit yeah. will give you the right words to say. You have to really kind of develop a good bond with that person so that they're able to receive truth mm. even if it hurts. Yeah. And you have to be really, you know, like, I just asked God to help me say the right things to encourage someone, but yet always uphold his word. Mm, yes, those seem like to be the two very important things in mentoring is encouragement and God's word, for sure. Yeah, I think um, for me, I'm starting to mentor a little bit, just some people in my life. And in doing that, I've realized it's not always about what you have to say. It's not always about the advice you can offer and all of your own wisdom and your own understanding, but it's more about um, being there with them, being a friend to them, being a support to them, and then, you know, what God can say um, through your through your time with them. That's interesting because this, the younger gal that besides Rebecca, but the younger girl that I've mentored, she always... I think what she appreciated, she didn't, she felt bad that my husband was in a car accident, but when she watched me go through a hard time, mm. she knew she was going through a hard time, and then she watched me go through a hard time, and just holding on to Jesus Christ with every, you know, ounce of my being, that helped her say, realize that, that that's the only way yeah. that she was going to get through also. Mm. Do you have, um, I think that there probably are some listeners right now who are those younger women maybe going through something hard and don't have a, a mentor. Do you have any in advice or encouragement for them? Maybe they don't know where to find an older lady. Maybe they're nervous to ask her to mentor them. Do you have any advice? I would encourage them to pray first mm. and t because this is a need. And they have a need and they or and a, a desire. So I would say, pray and ask the Lord to lead and guide you to someone. If in your circle of influence or your church or your Bible studies, you um, see someone or are with someone that you feel a little connection. Yeah. A little connection. It doesn't have to be big. And then um, I would, then I would, say to the the younger one to um at least this is how both of those girls asked me they asked me to pray about it mm. they so they completely took me off the hook yeah completely yeah. completely if i said no i don't really feel called to that i'm more into children's ministry or yeah. they just didn't they completely, both of them said, pray about it, let me know what you think, mm. no pressure. So I would encourage the young person that when they go to that, you know, whether they text that person or talk to that person, take them out for coffee. And I can almost 
I, I can almost guarantee that if that person is a God-fearing, believing Christian woman, she's going to be honored. She's going to be touched. She'll be nervous. Of course, you're nervous. You're like, oh, no, I'm a mentor. I'm going to hope I don't screw you up for life, you know. <laughs> but God is so totally over that because that's the way he wants it to be. Right. Yeah. Well, I think I, I don't know about you, Michaela, but I have one more question. I, I love learning. So I'm curious to know what have you learned through your experience mentoring? I've learned that I wish I had 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 a mentor. Oh. Oh. When I was a young mom, a newlywed, and a young mom, and, and overwhelmed by life in those busy, busy years, I wish I just would have had a woman that came alongside of me and mm. pointed me to Jesus or let me cry, let, wow. me, uh, let me just say, this is terrible, this is awful, you know, and, and say it freely. And say it openly and not, oh, you're going to go to hell. You're, you're <laughs> having doubts in your faith. And, oh, what's wrong with you? No, no. Just a, a woman that would come alongside of me. That's what I've, I've learned. And on my side, I've, I've just, I've gained more than those two young women have ever gained. Because, uh, you know, if they ask you a question or something, and you've got to be honest and say, well, I don't really have that answer. Yeah. But I'll, I'll pray about it. I'll, I don't want to speak yet until I really know that the Holy Spirit or I find it in God's word. And so, you know, I, I, it keeps you on your toes because you, you, you do want to really help. Yeah. I, don't, I take that very seriously. I don't want to, I want to help those, those young women, no matter how old they are. 13, I had a 13-year-old ask me to be her mentor. That was so fun. It was only for about six months, but oh, that's it, was, it was really fun. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, just This is just really encouraging me right now with um, just thinking about the Holy Spirit and his role and um, just the importance that um, his role it has in our lives. Do you just, as you've memorized so many verses and the Holy Spirit has continued to just be evident in your life, is there something that you learned this year through memorizing those verses that you are wanting to bring into the next year, um, something that you're just wanting to continue to grow in? There is. Um, Ephesians 4.30, I forget what month that was that we were memorizing that, but, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Now that I love the Holy Spirit so much, I do not want to grieve him. I, I want to please him. I want to love him. I, of all the things, please don't let me grieve the Holy Spirit in any way, which makes me want to be, the, some of the other verses, led by the Spirit. Mm. Um, the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, for these yeah. are opposed to each other. Uh, bear forth much fruit in the spirit. So all of that comes back to that I d Ephesians verse that I don't want to grieve him. Mm. Whereas if you don't even think he's a person or you don't think about him, that might grieve him. Yeah, that was something um, just as I'm thinking a moment last year that I had really wrestling with um, who the Holy Spirit is, was just when I read a verse in John that you, you probably memorized this, when 
um, Jesus says that there's a helper coming and he's better than than having Jesus there. Like he says, it's it's a good thing that I'm going away so that you can receive the Holy Spirit. And that was something I really wrestled with because I was like, Lord, how is it better for this Holy Spirit that I can't even see to be a part of my life than for you to physically be here with me? How is that better? So that was something that I really wrestled with um, just as I started to really consider the Holy Spirit in my life. Um, Do you have anything to say for maybe some people that are also wrestling with the same thing? That's a great verse, Michaela, a great verse. And also in there it says, but but you know him, mm-hmm. for he lives with you and will be in you. But I think I've wrestled with that same thing about how can that be better than Jesus? But we know that they're all equal. Right. And we know that they're all one. Mm-hmm. So if I'm grieving the Holy Spirit, I am also grieving the Father and Jesus. Mm-hmm. So... I love the word transcendent. That word means that God God is other. He's other than us. Mm. And that's the Trinity. I mean, like, that's hard to get that all. (laughs) That's so other than our little minds can can wrap around. But, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we love God, all of God. Yeah. That's incredible. And I think earlier when you were sharing... um, Another verse about how the Holy Spirit is a helper to us. That's the one that came to mind, but I couldn't put my finger on it, that verse in John. Um, but yeah, that that really is, that's a verse that I've clung to as well. I think that's neat that that came up. Um, I love I love what you said about that. And I love that, um, that we're talking so much about the Holy Spirit because I think he's, you know, we don't talk enough about the Holy Spirit. He really is the one who lives in us right now while we're on earth. And he is the one who teaches us and helps us, like you're saying. Um, I think it's great to talk about it. And we should be having more conversations about the Holy Spirit in the church and just how we are communing with a person, mm. a person of God. We're not, it's not this, you know, this entity, this, you know, ghost or something that's not really there. It's a person. It's the Holy Spirit is with us, a person with us. Absolutely. One of our Bible memories way back in uh, February or March was Acts 2.38. Peter said to them, repent, be baptized, and you will receive the gift mm. of the Holy Spirit. So Christmas time, gifts, uh-huh. gifts. We got the greatest gift mm. ever given. Jesus Christ's sacrifice and then this Holy Spirit yeah. inside of us. Yeah, truly is a gift that we take for granted too often. Man, this has just been such a great conversation, Carolee. Um, I have already been so encouraged just by your story and um, just the wisdom that God has given you. Uh, and I know we've really only scratched the surface of your life and your story. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this the other day, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think, but we could probably do, you know, six or seven podcasts with you. Yeah. We, could have, we could have our whole Carolee podcast. <laughs> Thank you, girls. There's just so much experience you have and so much wisdom that comes with that, and we are so thankful that you were able to um, be with us today, be with us in person. That's so cool. Yeah. And uh, we've had a great time talking with you. Yeah, is there any way that our community can be praying for you oh. at this time? 
Yes, there is. I would really appreciate your prayers. Um, as I said earlier, my husband is on a slow decline, and so I know uh, that God, God knows, and he has let me know that my life is going to change in the years ahead mm -hmm. as to uh, the caregiver role. Now, God can do a miracle and heal him, and psh, totally, I believe in that, but that seems to be the path, so I, I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful to my husband. I want to be faithful to my God. So I would really appreciate your prayers for that steadfastness and perseverance and endurance with a beautiful, quiet, and gentle spirit attitude. Wow. And just like that, we are done with our first guest episode. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just so encouraged, not just by what Carolee said today, but just by who she is after all these years and all these trials. That is a woman who loves God, and her joy is contagious. As you go into the rest of your week, I hope you're just inspired to look for those God appointments, to lean on the Holy Spirit as your helper. It has been so fun to do this for you, and I look forward already to all the other amazing stories this year will bring into view. Thank you for listening to the Adorned Women podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here, then follow us on our Instagram for even more great content all week long. Our handle is at Adorned Women. You can also visit our website at www.adornedwomen.com. And of course, join us again next week as we connect with another sister in Christ and learn so much from her life of faith. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.